You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We're your hosts, Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman. Welcome, welcome to the pod, my friend. Today, we're starting something brand new on the show, and we are so freaking excited for it, live coaching calls. Now, we'll be bringing on some past students from some of our courses to talk on the show about what they're struggling with with their business, and Evie and I will coach them just live here on, not live when you're listening to it, but live in the moment when we're recording through our solutions, strategies, and advice for their specific situation that they're dealing with in their business. So please let us know if you love this new type of episode by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. We love doing coaching calls like this and would love to keep doing them more in the future if you love listening in on them too. So let us know. All right, today we're talking with the incredible Allie Davies. Allie is an intimate wedding and elopement photographer based in Columbus, Ohio. She's been shooting for over 10 years and her passion is creating images that evoke that sense of nostalgia and authenticity we all feel when looking back at old photographs. When we asked her what she was struggling with, she said, I went from being fully booked last year in 2020 to being less than half booked for this year in 2021, and I'm not sure what I'm doing wrong. I feel like I try everything out there, showing up on social media consistently, providing an amazing client experience, quality photos, et cetera, help. Help is on the way, dear. <laughs> All right. Did anybody get that? Yeah? No? Anyone see Mrs. Doubtfire? You know what? I should just honestly... Let's play the clip. Roll the clip, please. Help is on the way, dear. Mrs. Doubtfire. Help is on the way. <laughs> All right. Anyways, thought that would be applicable and humorous. Today, we went through the back end of Allie's business from her client communication process, her initial email response, her Instagram and marketing strategy, her website, and more. So if you're in a similar situation as Allie, you feel like you're doing all the things, but you're still coming up short with bookings and you're feeling frustrated and discouraged, like obviously you would, then listen to today's episode. This episode is hopefully going to give you some tips, ideas, strategies, and encouragement for your business, even though we're talking to Allie in her business. We're really, really excited for this first coaching call, so let's just get right to it. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. All right, Allie, welcome to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We're so, so excited to chat with you today. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, it's going to be so freaking fun. Okay, for anyone who listening to this is like, all right, who's this girl? What's this coaching call going to be about? All that stuff. Why don't you just introduce yourself a little bit and share who you are, where you're from, what you do, all that good stuff. Yeah. So um, I am a full-time wedding and elopement photographer. Um, I'm based in Columbus, Ohio, and I've been doing photography for over 10 years. Um, I have my business full-time now. It's been about three years, Um, but I live here with my husband, Jordan. We've been married for about three and a half years, um, and we have a really sweet blue healer puppy named Indigo (laughs) and a cat named Steve. Um, (laughs) And yeah, we help co-lead a Bible study with one another for um, college and post-college people. And yeah. I love that. Amazing. We we were talking before we started recording about how your cat was named Steve and it's a girl cat, which I love so much. (laughs) It just adds to the goodness. (laughs) Yes. People are always confused. (laughs) That's amazing. All right. Well, Allie, for... We know a little bit because we obviously have talked before recording about where you are in your business right now, what you're struggling with, but just give us a brief rundown of, I mean, literally what what I just said, like where you're at in your business, what you're struggling with and like what pain points that you just keep hitting a wall on. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I, when I first started my business, like full time a few years ago, I was like fully booked every year, was not having a problem getting bookings and was having to even turn away work. But then this year kind of came around and my bookings have been way slower. I'm like less than half booked at this point when I would have been fully booked for the year, probably like six months ago. Um, 
And so I just have been kind of running into a wall, like what's happening? Why are people not wanting to book with me? Um, why am I not getting as many inquiries as I used to? Um, and just trying to figure out like, do I need to get in front of people more? Like kind of what is going on? Yeah, totally. Which I, I kind of like this because it it sets us up to be like Nancy Drew detective and be like, yeah. solve the mystery of, because yeah. I think you're not alone in this. I think this happens to a lot of people. I think the, the main two issues that we always find is like people that are more at the beginning that are like, I need bookings. How do I get bookings? And then people that have gotten bookings and are successful, but then they like, th- just like with the way the world changes, the way that, you know, COVID happens, like mm-hmm. all these things, like life fluctuates. And I think people hit a wall in a, in a certain way, very similar to you are. And so mm-hmm. you're not alone in this struggle. I mean, I've had seasons of down swing. That didn't even make sense. Down, like down, yeah. what am I trying to say? Like, what am I trying to say? I mean, a down downturn, but yeah. down swing worked. Well, sure. Okay. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> of not get, like basically a drought of not getting bookings and wondering what the heck is wrong. So I think your, your problem is relatable, even though that's frustrating because everyone's like, what's happening? Why is this not working? Right. Um, so I think we're going to like, you have questions for us, but I also kind of want to be Nancy Drew and kind of like fish out what could be the issue. Yeah. Sounds awesome. Yeah. I feel like I have so many questions. I guess, first of all, like, are you, cause you said you're a wedding and elopement. So do you shoot larger weddings or are you more like intimate weddings? Do you shoot local elopements? Do you shoot destination elopements? I just want to like get a bit more of a grasp on who your clientele is. Yeah. So I do kind of all sizes, um, what of weddings, like I mostly do bigger weddings, but I I've done a lot more smaller ones, especially this past year. Um, and they're pretty much all local, um, to like Columbus, Cleveland, Cincinnati, kind of those areas. Okay. Perfect. I'm wondering the reason, part of the reason I was asking that, um, and we'll obviously dive into like so much more throughout this episode, but part of my question with that was because of COVID, And if you were shooting a lot more bigger weddings, were you possibly experiencing like a a lag or, you know, a lack of interest because a lot of people are pivoting away from bigger weddings after COVID, like during and after? Um, And so I was wondering if potentially you were still subconsciously marketing slash showing more of the bigger weddings or like marketing to them and experiencing like less interest. But I'm sure you've probably also been like focusing on that as many photographers have had COVID pivoting in the forefront of their minds. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good point. I think as things kind of started to shut down, I like started to kind of pivot to try to market more of that. And I was shooting a lot more like elopements. And so I was trying to feature some of that and like change up the language, my website. But I mean, I think your point about maybe subconsciously still marketing to like bigger weddings is probably valid. I got you. Okay. And also question, when you said you were fully booked last year and then this year you're struggling, do you mean 2020 you were fully booked and 2021 you're struggling? Yeah. So I ended up doing more weddings than I had thought I was going to in 2020. And I think I did almost 30. Wow. Um, oh, and interesting. then this year I have like 13. Okay. Okay. So that's because so. I would, my first, if you were talking about 2019 was fully booked and then 2020 wasn't, that's where I was like, oh, well, COVID. Right. But, okay. Right. So we have to be even more detective. Okay. Do you, do you <laughs> want to start asking us questions? I feel like we're just like, oh, wait, what about this? <laughs> we're like, how are you doing this? What does this look like? <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, yeah. So I think one thing I was wondering is like, you know, is this maybe related to like my initial email, like client communication? So I guess I was wondering like, if you guys have thoughts on how I could maybe up level that kind of stuff. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, I'm sure we're going to have a million things to say, but I kind of want to start, <laughs> Lindsay, if you're fine with this, like, Allie, can you walk us through your client yep. experience and client communication process? Literally from, what like, I was going to say. Yeah, just like it, like even the first email, like, tell us what does that first email look like and sound like, and then what is your process from there? Like, that type of thing so that we at least have, like, an idea of what we're talking about versus, like, oh, you should try this. You're like, I'm doing that. So right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, um, depending on how they reach out. So like if I get a DM, I'll send people like a voice recording, like saying, Hey, thanks so much for reaching out. I'd love if you could fill out my contact form and browse my website, send them a link. Um, that's if they don't go straight to my website. So once I get, um, a response, um, I'll respond within 24 hours. Usually it's more like 12. Um, and it'll include like, I'm so excited for you guys. I'll respond to like personal things that they've shared about their relationship. Um, and it'll include like 
a pricing guide, which includes like all of the frequently asked questions that are also my website that no one ever reads, um, that hopefully they'll read in the pricing guide. Um, (laughs) it includes like a sample timeline since I really promote the fact that I help them write their timeline for the day and, um, all the package breakdowns and things like that. And so I'll send them that, um, with all of their, like all the information responding to like personal things they've said, and then we'll set up a consult call. Um, it's been on zoom a lot more recently just with COVID obviously, but I try to meet them in person if I can, um, to like answer questions to tell them about me and that kind of stuff. I have a question. When you say you're only half booked for the year, like 13 bookings, where are people falling off? Are, are you getting ghosted? Like no one's responding to that initial email or do you get responses and then it just, they like fizzle out after that? Or so, are you not getting inquiries? Oh yeah. Yeah. Too. It's kind of like combination. So like a lot of it's, I've gotten way fewer inquiries. That's been probably the strangest thing. Okay. Um, but then I also, when I get inquiries, like I'll have just I'll have a number of them, like I'll, I'll respond and maybe they'll respond once or twice and then nothing. Or I've had a number of people that I've met with, um, that then have just gone with someone else. Okay. Okay. Cause I, I listened to your email and that is incredible. I think a lot of people aren't even doing a good chunk of the things that you're doing in that initial email. Like you're giving them the kitchen sink, which I, I love. Um, how are you writing? Like what's your language like in your initial email? And I ask that because, even if you're ha- including everything in the kitchen sink and you're giving them a beautiful pricing guide and a, a sample timeline, which I love that. My question is a lot of times I feel like the language or even like the words that you're using, all photographers you like say the same thing in, and it's like, thank you so much for inquiring. I'm so excited. Congrats on your engagement. I'd be, I'm honored to be considered. Like, it's like the whole, it's like the yeah. typical like spiel. So I'm just curious what it says or like how you're saying it, if that makes sense. Right. It's pretty similar to what you just said, like, thanks so much for reaching out and taking an interest in my work. I'm so stoked to be part of your story. Congrats on your engagement. Like, um, and then I'll like mention some of the personal things that they've said. Um, I will say like, as of now, I'm available for your wedding day. I'd love to work with you. Like, so yeah, it's like the standard. All right. I think we found one Nancy Drew clue that we can help you. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I feel like one of the first things that you could say in that email, Allie, is just like something very you, which from talking to you, it sounds like you might not have the like the verbiage and language that Lindsay and I do of like a crazy psycho on way too much caffeine. So that's when I'm saying like use you language and like spice it up. I don't necessarily mean like try to be Lindsay and I where we're like, wow, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. This is crazy. Like, but you could include something like, oh my heart, like this is, I can't. Oh my heart? Who says that? (laughs) I do, but fine. Judge me. Judge me. (laughs) My point is, oh, like, whatever. I can't. I'm sorry. Okay, you continue. <laughs> I cannot. Ah. My point is something, like, that's very you that sounds a little bit different than, like, congrats. I would love to be a part of your story or something. Say, like, bring in some of the those personal touches at the beginning of not only your verbiage, but also, like, I can't believe, like, you're, I, he proposed on, like, your second date or, you know, whatever, like bring in that story that they shared or those details that they shared where you can kind of incorporate that and just be like, this is crazy. And then get into, I'm so happy you reached out. Um, like, you know, I say something in my email and this is just me, but I say like, I literally jumped up and did a happy dance because that's my ritual. Whenever I get an inquiry, I like jump up and I have this goofy, like celebratory dance. And so I say that in my email, but obviously you don't have to say that just something that incorporates something a little different than thanks for reaching out. I'm so honored. I'd love to be a part of your day because every, I guarantee your couples are reaching out to a handful of other photographers at least. And if every photographer's email pretty much sounds the same, even if you're incorporating more information, that's just Mm -hmm. another way that you can really stand out and set yourself apart from the other, you know, responses that they're getting as well. Something else I would add to that is read your emails out loud. Like, so when you, wherever you write your, or are you writing, are you sending them from a template? Like, are you working from a template? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. great. But I want you to approach that template and maybe like look it over, comb it over, but maybe rewrite it and write it like you're writing, not even writing. I don't know, pen and paper is not in this conversation. I want you to pretend you're texting your best friend. 
How do you text your best friend? Like what kind of verbiage do you use when you're casually out to dinner with friends over margaritas? What language Mm -hmm. do you use? What slang words do you use? Um, I think that's where your personality can come out a little bit more and shine. And that's what's, that's one aspect of what's going to set your emails apart from uh, everyone else that they're probably reaching out to. The other thing I would say is I would, uh, I don't know what your website looks like, but on your website, do you have an experience page at all? Yeah, I do. Okay. And, and what kind of things does it say on there? Um, so it includes like, um, so I have stuff on my about page and on my experience page. Okay. Um, on the about page, it's kind of like my why. Um, and then on the experience page, it kind of walks through like my process. It kind of gives them like a written version of the client experience, like, but explaining it to them rather than like, I send you an email this month. Right, right. Kind of just explaining my approach. Um, And then it includes like my core values and like an explanation of each one. Um, And then some um, reviews, investment stuff, and then next steps. Well, that's awesome. That's for everyone listening. That's what an experience page should be. So that's (laughs) kudos to you. My advice is... You don't have to take little, don't copy and paste your entire experience page and put it in that email. However, Uh I've found that something that makes me stand apart and then even like coaching students when I tell them this stand apart is write your emails as if they've never seen your website. And Hmm. I mean, they probably have, but when you're writing your emails, like I want you to share that experience with them. Because again, if they're reaching out to every single photographer and every single photographer is like, thanks, congrats, so excited, honored you're picking me, here's my guide or whatever, here's my prices, it all starts to sound the same. So if one, you're showing up like a genuine human being, maybe using gifts or using slang or just talking like a best friend, that's gonna stand out. But then the other thing that's gonna make you stand out is if you show up and you tell them from the get-go what the experience of working with you is gonna look like, that's what I think is going to set you apart. Like, I think in my email, I'm like, a little bit about me, something that sets me apart is X. Like, if you're looking for a photographer that uh, you want every single hair to be in place, uh, you don't want your dress to be dirty, like, that's not who I am. And I want the best for, like, you phrase it in a way that's like, mm-hmm. I want the best for you. And you're almost attracting yeah. and repelling in that way. It's it's literally, you know this, but it's like literally very similar to what would be on your experience page. It's basically easing their fears and making sure that they're the absolute right fit for you. Because that way, even if you're a higher price point than, the, than someone else that they inquired with, they're going to look at that and be like, oh, I resonate so freaking hard with everything that she said. Like when you, like on the wedding day, like I think I say on the wedding day, uh, by the time we get to the wedding day, I want to be texting. Like I want, and this is again, my workflow. You don't have to have the same like vibe with your clients necessarily, but mm-hmm. just in, just expressing what that relationship and what that experience looks like. I think I say like, I don't want to be a vendor who politely shows up on your day of and sticks a black box in your face and tells you to fake smile. Like, no, <laughs> like that's not my heart. And I, I literally mm-hmm. say that like verbatim in my email. Like I even say like, no, or hell no. Like, that's not my heart. Like, because that's exactly how I talk and I want to communicate that. And so when they they read that comparatively to an email that's like, thanks so much for inquiring, <laughs> it just stands mm-hmm. out and it's so much more heartwarming. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I Any feel like it, I, well, I just, I wrote down a couple of things while you were talking, Allie, and these are pretty much all like, it, I'm guessing you you either do them or they're just tiny little tweaks. Um, but when you said when somebody inquires with you via DM and you send a voice message back, that's amazing. Yeah, I love that. I would maybe even say take it a step further and send a video message back. That's not like necessarily mm-hmm. vital, but I think that's a really great way to like connect with them even further and almost give that feeling of like a FaceTime with a friend. Um, so I just threw that out there as like that's if you're struggling with like converting those DM inquiries to actual inquiries, or you want to really try to hook them from the beginning, showing your face and like, you know, connecting with them in that way could be a really great way to just kind of like take it a notch higher. But the voice message thing is already like top notch killer. Um, the response times, I know you said within 24 hours and you usually make it within 12. 
my encouragement is in this season right now where you're kind of struggling or like feeling like you're struggling with booking out completely, I would say try to shorten that even further. Um, Try to respond within like an hour or two or three of like that initial inquiry so that they're, you know, sitting there and they maybe still are sitting and doing more wedding planning or researching other things. And they see this email come in and they're like, whoa, she already got back to me like that fast. Like if, if you're in this season of, you know, trying to really hook those, those potential clients and, and show up as standing out from the rest and being like the best and being on top of the game. There's nothing wrong with a 12 to 24 hour inquiry response time at all. But that's just something that I was like, you could like little tiny tweaks of like send a video instead of a voice message and respond within a few hours instead of like 12 to 24. Um, and then on the pricing guide, do you offer next steps at the end of your pricing guide? Like here's what it looks like to work with me and like lay it out super simply and make it like really engaging and inviting at the end of the pricing guide? Yeah, I do. Okay, perfect. I figured you probably did, especially after hearing your res- or experience page, but I just wanted to throw that out there as well. Um, and then do you have reviews on your pricing guide as well? Yes, I do. Perfect. Okay. Then you are, you're already like doing so much. So this is really fun and challenging for Lindsay and I, because I feel like we're having to like really dig deep and be like, are you doing this? Okay. What about this? So I feel like it might be a little bit less of your client communication process. The email I think was maybe one of the biggest tweaks that you could make. But other than mm-hmm. that, I feel like it might be something in, in the forefront, the front end of your marketing. So that was mm-hmm. my thought because the other thing you said is you're getting a lot less inquiries than you did previously. So, yeah. it, which tells me that half of the issue might just be in the marketing in general versus the client communication. Mm-hmm. So, do you want to move on to like questions on that end or how, how, where do you want to go? From yeah. There? Yeah. Um, I think a big question I had is like, if there's anything I should be, I'm sure there are, but I guess what I should be doing differently on Instagram. Can that's you? Kind of my- can you give us our, your handle? Yeah, um, it's alexandra.faith. And then while we're looking at your Instagram, Allie, do you want to kind of just talk to us a little bit about like what your overarching like Instagram strategy is? Are you How often are you posting? Um, who are you trying to reach? Are you using hashtags like that? Just general yeah. overview while we're kind of stalking you. Yeah, so I try to post um, like in my feed, um, if not every day, like every weekday. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have been trying to use reels more. Um, I use hashtags. I try to mix them up. I probably should mix them up more. Um, and then I post on my story like every single day. Um, for the most part, there's like maybe a day here or there that I don't, um, I'm in a like engagement group where like there's other photographers and like we comment on each other's stuff and engage with it. And I'll try to engage with other people as well. Um, and then I try to share just a lot of like wedding tips. I've been trying to like use, reels and different things to like educate brides. I think it's, I've, it's like easy to like maybe educate photographers, but I'm not trying to go down that route. So I've been trying to educate brides. Which I like that you said that because a lot of times I think when people hear the word educate, they think, oh, I suddenly have to be a business coach now. And it's like, no, that's not what that means. (laughs) Right. Um, your work is phenomenal. Everyone go stalk her at (laughs) Alexandra. But like, I'm just like, what am I trying to say? Draw drop. That's what I was trying to say. Yes. I'm also so impressed. I'm going through like a bunch of your captions and stuff right now and just seeing like you're giving so much helpful information, like reasons you should do an engagement session. Um, You know, here's like why your engagement photos or your engagement shouldn't be about your wedding, like timeline tips for your wedding day. Like there's so much helpful information on here. So Mm -hmm. Just want you to know that you are truly killing it on Instagram. And now maybe let's try to find something wrong because so far I'm seeing amazingness. (laughs) (laughs) The only thing that I can kind of see from the brief first glance, you are showing up, but it's it's pretty few and far between as far as I'm scrolling. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's like just a small little tip. I would, how much are you like showing up on stories and talking to the camera? Um, trying to think probably like a couple times a week. Okay. I would try every day. Okay. And again, this is, we're getting like minute because you're incredible. Like the reason you're here and the the reason that you're saying I'm stuck is because a lot of the things that you're already doing are things that we would already encourage 
people to do. So like, you're in a good spot, but I also want to remind you that like, what got you here is not going to get you to the next level. I think that's something important as business owners we need to remember. Um, Because you might be like, well, I got fully booked in 2019 or 2020. And it's like, that's awesome. But sometimes, you know, for some reason, the world, how the world works, it just like we have upswings and downswings. So Mm -hmm. I just want to encourage you that you're doing incredible. So anything that we're giving you right now is like on top of the incredibleness that you already are. (laughs) Well, thanks. Um, but yeah, first thing I would say is like, at least on your feed showing up maybe like two or three more times than you currently are. Cause right now it's like one mm-hmm. every 10, it, well, it fluctuates, but like one every 10 or 12 photos. Um, mm-hmm. I would encourage like one every four, okay, which might be aggressive, <laughs> but it's at this point we're experimenting, right? We're like trying new things right. and your work is so freaking incredible. And I'm, I'm wondering, and you're giving tips which is great. So I'm wondering if the missing link just from my first glance at your feed is where is Allie? Like, mm-hmm. wh- like th- I want to see your pizzazz. I want to see your personality. I want to see what your home looks like. I want to see your pets. I want to see Steve. You could do a whole, or was it Steven? <laughs> Steve. Steve. <laughs> I'm like, I want a whole like story arc on Steve the cat. Like that just... <laughs> I think that's the missing link that like, it almost feels like influency. I said that weird. Influencery. <laughs> Influencery. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> but I think that might be just pulling a little bit more personality and you into your brand might help people choose you or somebody else. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, our photos can only get so good. Our our prices might be more or less than our neighbor down the street that that our couples are inquiring with, right? But what's going to make someone choose you over Joe Schmo down the street is like, yes, your work. Yes, your professionalism. Like, yes, how quickly you're responding to emails. But connection is, I think, one of the biggest, biggest things that is going to help you get those inquiries and we'll mm-hmm. even get inquiries and then actually book them is that connect, mm-hmm. which kind of leads back to what we were saying with the email, like making sure that your voice and your personality and like using those slang words and really just making sure that Ali is present in that email and that it doesn't sound just like any photographer that they're reaching out to. So I would, I would just encourage you to show up and share your personal life. And again, when I say personal life, it doesn't have to be the deepest, darkest secrets of your soul. <laughs> mm-hmm. It can just be like Steve, your cat or or anything that you're comfortable sharing in your business. But I think people grab onto and resonate with like vulnerability and, and people being real. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. It does. If you are loving what you're hearing on today's episode, then we wanted to share something else you might love, The Heart Shop. It's our digital resource online shop for creative entrepreneurs. The Heart Shop is your one-stop shop for all of our online courses, luxury website templates, PDF guides, social media graphic templates, and illustrations. If you've been at your wit's end with your website design and you don't know where the heck to create a high-quality pricing or welcome guide to give your clients an incredible branded first impression... Ooh, we got you. We created the Heart Shop to serve you with the best tools and resources you need to successfully run your business. Just head to theheartuniversity.com forward slash shop and start browsing the goods. That's theheartuniversity.com forward slash shop and we'll see you there. Did you know that the number one type of post that does the best on the gram is photos of yourself? And it's not just Instagram. Sharing photos of you on social media, your blog, your website, etc., instantly creates connection with your ideal client. And if you own a business or market products or services online, you need to have regular content photos of yourself, period. But I'm going to take a wild stab in the dark and guess that you struggle with sharing photos of yourself, right? You know you probably should be posting yourself more, but you struggle feeling confident in doing that because you don't know the first thing about how to take content photos of yourself. Ones that leave you feeling confident and help your ideal client relate and connect with you. If you've been nodding your head to all of that, like, yup, Lindsay, Evie, that's me, I need help, then we have the solution to your problem. And that's introducing the content photo miner. 
<laughs> yes. In this mini course, we take you step-by-step step through conceptualizing, planning, and styling a content photo shoot all the way to the final product of posing and actually taking those photos of yourself for your brand and your business. We teach you how to plan style outfits, scout locations, get good light and color match for your outfits, how to do self-portraits of yourself with a tripod, and posing tips to know in order to get content photos that feel authentic to who you are and connect with your audience. Now to grab this mini course, go to theheartuniversity.com forward slash content dash minor. If you've been holding off on sharing you with your audience because you just don't know how to get started, we got you covered. One more time, that's theheartuniversity.com forward slash content dash minor. I feel like I have a few other thoughts too. And this is all, like we said, Allie, just very like trying to to nitpick or offer sub- suggestions or new strategies or new things that you can try. So I feel like one thing I noticed on at least a few of your recent posts, which isn't too, too many, but I'm noticing like some of them are from larger weddings with a lot of guests. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that potentially might not be reaching the majority of the people you're trying to reach right now just because of COVID. So if you're mm-hmm. if you're wanting to, maybe sh- try to showcase more and more of the like small intimate backyard weddings that you shot last year or something like that because a majority of the brides and grooms these days are planning that smaller, intimate, more backyard wedding. And then maybe even showing up with tips like that. Like here's how to convert your plan for a larger wedding into a small backyard wedding. Or here's some tips that you might want to keep in mind about like that, that backyard wedding or, you know, whatever, like some, try Mm -hmm. to speak directly to the COVID brides, the people who were planning to get married last year and rescheduled or canceled, or the brides who are getting engaged and planning to get married this year. And they're like, I don't, am I even able to have a bigger wedding? Like, I don't know. Like, what does Ohio look like right now? Am I able to, you know, what's my guest limit based on like the state recommendation or requirements or rules or, you know, stuff like that, that can help maybe speak more and more to the people and the pain points that your ideal client is having right now. Um, So that's one of the first things. The other thing is I see you're doing some reels, which is amazing, but I would say hit reels hard right now. Reels are like popping off. Um, So I would like put a lot of your energy and focus towards reels. And with reels, I would encourage really try to showcase your face a lot on them um, because that really builds a lot of connection, a lot of uh, brand recognition as people are scrolling through reels. They might see you, you know, two, three, four, five times before they're like, dang, who is this photographer who keeps popping up in my feed and is constantly giving helpful tips and, Mm -hmm. you know, showcasing all this stuff. Like you might have to keep it up for a while and keep, you know, creating reels before one pops off, before that bride who's been seeing you five times finally decides to come check you out and is like, oh my gosh, I love her work. So I would just encourage also focusing a little bit on reels right now. And then the third thing that I was thinking and that I wrote down was if you are in kind of a slower season of like, you're not out shooting a ton, you're not out like working a lot, I would either spend a lot of the time that you would be out shooting, showcasing and like the behind the scenes for your clients. Like, here's what it looks like. You know, here's a a client gift that I'm sending out to another client or something like showcasing some of that behind the scenes. Here's, you know, some of my editing process that shows how I took, you know, a ugly background and edited it, you know, edit that phone pull out. So it looks stunning, you know, something that's going to catch the eye or get out and shoot to showcase that you're out and still working. And then you could turn those like behind the scenes of those shoots that you're doing for free or for fun or with friends. It'll help keep your creativity alive and help you create with like no pressure and, you know, continue to have more and more portfolio that you can showcase. But it'll also show to people who are kind of watching and like on reels or something that, dang, this photographer's out there still shooting and working and all of that. So if you're feeling like you're not out shooting as much, I would say maybe like pretend like you are. Um, That's almost going back to the beginning when like you first get into photography, like shoot a lot, shoot for free, just be out there like working. But it's crazy to me how when you're a photographer and you're not showcasing yourself shooting that much, your inquiries will drop. Whereas when you are out like doing a shoot once a week or something like that, you get a lot more inquiries. And I've seen that with myself. I've seen that with dozens of coaching students. So when I'm hearing that like 
your inquiries might be a little bit lower. That was a thought that popped into my head of like, maybe you just need to go out there and like keep shooting. Even when you don't have like full bookings from paying clients, just getting out there and showcasing you shooting will keep you top of mind for potential clients. Yeah, that's great. It's perfect. I um, set up like a free shoot last week and I have one tonight too. So rock and roll. You're already killing it. I love that. (laughs) Okay. While Evie was talking, I had to get off your Instagram because I was like, it's perfect. Um, So I went over, I went over to your website and also perfect, especially visually like girlfriend, you are killing it. Go check out uh, Alexandra Faith. Is it alexandrafaith.org? Yeah. Okay, that's her website. Is there a reason it's .org? Could you not get alexandrafaith.com? I think it was already taken. Yeah. I get it. I'm not that's, sure though. Maybe it wasn't. That's annoying. I hate when that happens. Anyways, um, vi- you're doing this killer on Instagram. I would also bring it over to your blog. On your blog right now, I'm mainly seeing your sessions and your weddings, which is great. That's awesome. I would start incorporating like the same type of tips and tricks for couples and and your wedding couples and your just session couples that you're giving on Instagram, turn that into a slightly longer form content on your blog. So just like you're doing, like your most recent post was about wedding timeline tips, do a blog on that. Like if you have, uh, I don't know, you had like a lot of different topics on your Instagram of like, uh, what am I saying? What am I saying? Like the pregnancy brain is a real thing. It just literally went out the window. (laughs) The baby's like, nope, I need your focus right now. (laughs) No, I'm trying to focus. Basically taking like that service, like tip type of content and then turning it into blog posts. Because I I think Mm -hmm. the other thing is Instagram is one aspect of getting people in the door to your inquiries. SEO is another one. Um, And I'm not sure how much you're focusing on SEO, but blogs help a crap ton with SEO. Mm-hmm. Um, and the more you can blog content that that brides or couples would be searching online, especially when they're planning their wedding, the more that you're more likely to get in front of their face, especially if you're local. So if you're shooting locally in Columbus, a really great blog post idea that you could do is like your top five or top 10 favorite wedding venues in Columbus, Ohio. Because if you think from a bride's perspective, what's the first thing when they get engaged, what they're searching for, is a date and a venue. Almost always before a photographer, those are the two things that they need. So if you can catch someone in that search, like if they find your blog because they're looking at a venue and you've had it on your blog, well, they're on your website now. And they're and then they're like, oh, wait, she's a Columbus photographer. Oh, hey, these photos are gorgeous. Oh, hey, I love her because now she's showcasing her personality. Oh, boom, rad. Like, <laughs> so that would be my tip. And then other tip for blogging is, again, showing up personally. Um, again you get to decide how vulnerable you want to be. And, but and vulnerable might not even be the right word. Just like personal life, like top 10 books that I read this year that I loved. Like it's giving value in slightly more of a lifestyle personal way because it, it allows people to grab onto you and start following your Instagram, following your website, following and reading your blog for more reasons than just, oh, hey, I need a photographer at this moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like the only other thing, Allie, that I'm looking at on your site is the navigation. And this is just my recommendation is I would change your info right now. So all of your experience, your investment, your next steps, everything are all just under info. I would encourage if you can, I know it might take a little bit of redesigning since it's all on one page, change that from info to like the experience and then potentially put the investment on another page as well, because people probably don't know where to find your pricing and they're not sure if it's under info, if it's under like, especially because they have to scroll down and read through like the experience as well. So if you keep them on the same page, totally fine. I would put it under like, I would almost break them up into experience and investment. Yeah. That's what Mm -hmm. I would recommend, but you could keep it under that. I just would recommend changing it to, you know, experience or, something other than info. So it adds a bit more like the experience, which sounds much more luxe and much more like high end. And then investment, Mm -hmm. which indicates like, yes, it's an investment, but oh, it's going to be worth it. You're going to get a return, Mm -hmm. you know, that type of thing. So that's the only other like very nitpicky thing. Cause with Lindsay, your website is fire and bomb. It's so Um, beautiful. Yeah, Literally everyone listening to this podcast, if you're a visual person listening to this right now, you have to go check out her Instagram and her website because it's literally so beautiful. It's fire. I was going to say something and I completely forgot. Oh, uh, I would change the 
contact page to say, book me. Okay. It's just like a slightly more aggressive way to be like, let's do this. Book me. You're not just, you're not just reaching out to fish around. We're doing the thing. The other thing that I want to throw in there on the contact page um, is I would remove the pricing from the top of the contact page again, in my opinion, and I would replace it with like a reiteration of here's what you're going to get and here's why I'm the best, basically, without Mm -hmm. sounding like here's why I'm the best, but almost like a simplified like experience page of like if you're ready for XYZ, if you're ready for a photographer to like catch the nuances of your relationship in a way that no one else but you two has seen. Like that type of thing where you're selling like, I'm different and I'm going to serve you really well. Um, I would almost reiterate that at the top of the contact page as well. Awesome. I got to say, I love your brand. Like I love- Yeah, it's fire. It's it's very like minimal and peaceful. And I get that immediately. And I think that matches your personality just from like listening to your voice and hearing you speak. I love that. I think- I would just love to see more photos of you and more content of you throughout. Mm-hmm. Which again, like awesome. I think when we say that, people people look at Evie and I who are a very particular personality and they're like, I'm not going <laughs> to dance in my underwear online. Sorry, no, <laughs> not doing that. Um, but that's not what I... I mean, we, we said that earlier, but like you can still show up with your own personality and, and come to the table because a, a couple that's going to book you for their wedding is not the same couple that would probably book me for their wedding. And that's, mm-hmm. that's beautiful because you want to get with the person that's the right fit, that you're going to serve the best, that like finds your personality and your spirit just like so peaceful and like calming on the wedding day. Like, I just, I wanted to encourage you with that. Like you're doing incredible. Um, and I just want to see more of it. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, that's helpful. I feel like Definitely. we blabbed a lot. Do you have any more questions? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is great. It's super helpful. Um, let's see. Here's one. Um, what do you guys think is like, I don't know if we can boil it down, but like, what is like the next step for my business? Ooh, that's That's a a really really good good question. Cause I feel like you're doing all the things in this season for like to get booked, but yeah, you're not. So I like, other than the, all the tips that, that we've already recommended, cause this isn't that big, sorry, excuse me. This is Wow, I can't keep. I had lunch right before this, so I might be burping. Anyways, <laughs> uh, what I was saying is, it might be. I think when we have like a, a stalemate in our business where it's like things are down, I'm not getting booked. We think it's one big issue. We think like, oh, I must mm-hmm. be missing a missing piece of the puzzle. And oftentimes, I find that it's more so a lot of just little things, which I think mm-hmm. we've. Because like on the surface, you're doing freaking incredible. And even not on the surface, you're doing incredible. But I think it might just be like these little things here and there that we can position and work you into being like front of mind for people and for your ideal client. I would say moving Mm -hmm. forward. Oh, that's hard. Like moving forward, I would do more of what we just said, like blogging and posting more about you. Um, I would also encourage you to like write down like goals and really think about where you're wanting to go in your business, like just goal-wise. Because then yeah. I think when you when you write it down and you're visually putting it on paper and you have a goal that you're working towards, I think your steps towards that become a little bit more clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Evie, would you I've, add in on anything? I feel like the other thing, Allie, that is just like coming to my heart right now is just this might just be a season of like reflection and reset. And it might, like, I don't want to just like throw the God card out there, but like, I'm sitting here and I'm like, this might just be an intentional season for you for some reason to like try something new. Not necessarily like I'm saying, you know, not do photography, but like try something new in your photography, like get out Mm -hmm. and try something different or creative or, um, you know, start trying to do TikToks or reels or something that like you can harness this season in a way of, instead of viewing it as like a negative thing that is, you know, uh, I don't know, like horrible. You can view it as, wow, I have more time on my hands. Let me try, you know, revamping the back end of my client experience. Let me get out and shoot a ton and just, you know, experience uh, some creativity in a way that I haven't in a while. And maybe that'll just 
draw in the right people who are like, whoa, fascinated. Maybe, you know, look around at your ideal client and think, what are they struggling with right now? How can I serve them more? Like I was saying earlier of like those, those small weddings or those, you know, intimate backyard start helping brides and grooms and couples pivot into basically like what's almost becoming like the wedding industry, like shift after COVID of intimate weddings and, you know, navigating all of that, that, that type of thing where I know this like slower season is probably so frustrating, especially when you're sitting back and going, I'm doing everything. Like I am trying maybe instead of sitting there and being like, I'm trying, like I'm doing everything. What's, what am I doing wrong? Instead, just kind of take a step back and say, okay, how can I take advantage of this? How can I turn this into something really cool and really good? Maybe create a resource for, you know, potential clients on like a a little like $5 or a freebie guide on how to plan a small intimate wedding, you know, how to decide who goes on your guest list, how to find small venues in the Ohio area, you know, something like that, where you're taking advantage of this time and creating something and trying something new in your business that you haven't tried before. Um, I think that's all just kind of what popped into my head of like, I don't feel because you are so talented clearly and you have such an eye for creativity and such a heart for your clients. I do not think that this like slow season is going to last forever. And I don't think it's a reflection of you as a business owner or a photographer. I think it's probably just a series of like little things like Lindsay was saying between like the massive shift of COVID to, you know, maybe some little things that you've been doing or not doing on the back end of your business that's just kind of led to this one-off fluke, like slow season, but you can use it now to like prepare for the the rush that I know is going to happen in your business in the future. Cause clearly you have everything that it takes to crush it. So I don't know if this makes sense. Instead of focusing on like the potential negative of this season, view it as like, how can I turn this into a positive and for my good, for my potential clients, good for my future clients, good. And like make the most of this. Yeah. I I think that's like, honestly spot on with what I've been thinking about. Like, it's actually funny because like at the beginning of 2021, I kind of had a sense that things were going to be slower. And I was like, just kind of felt like I was hitting my head against a wall. Like what is going on? What's happening? And I spent a lot of time just like praying about it and just being like, I feel like for some reason right now, the answer is no more. Um, yeah. And I think it's been really cool because I think there are just a number of things like, in addition to like trying new things that God was like, you are taking your identity from this too much. You got super burnt out last year doing mm. like 20 weddings mm. in wow. like three for four months. Like just kind of like, I think reminding me like what's actually like good for you, what's good for your business, what's going to serve people. And it has led me to take the time to kind of like reevaluate my why and like really sit and think about like how many clients do I actually want to take on? Like, so I totally agree. I think it's been really ended up being really beneficial, even though at times I feel like maybe frustrated or confused. Yeah. I think that's so wise that you can recognize that. I, in 2019, it was a lot slower of a year I was marketing slightly less, but it was also the year that I had Eloise. And I I think when seasons of slowness are almost forced upon us, where it almost doesn't make sense, like in your situation, on the surface, it doesn't make sense. You're doing everything. Your brand is solid. Your work is incredible. Like, it might be those little things, but also I think it's it's so wise that you can look at that and be and recognize that, hey, God might have intentionally just slowed this season down because he knows me better than I know me. And he mm-hmm. knows that I need some space to breathe and I need who knows what's going to happen this year. And like, it's it just, God's so cool like that. And he knows in advance, like what we need before we need it or before we know that we need it. <laughs> um, uh-huh. And I dealt with that same thing of being like, at the end of 2018, when I, 2018 was popping for me and then going into 2019, it was like, what the heck? Like, I know I'm pregnant, but like, I can still do it. Like, I was so salty. (laughs) And I was like, what is happening? And I just, looking back at that season, I can reflect and be like, no, like, I needed time with my baby. And like, I needed time Mm -hmm. to transition into motherhood for the first time. And so I'd like, 
I don't know what's going to happen in your life or what already might be happening. It might not even be like a big life event. It might just be your heart. It might just be like, and like, you can understand that because you're a Christian and you, you get it. Like, but like sometimes people like God just does crazy things. And it's, it's not because for lack of hustling or it's not because of lack of business skill or smarts or strategy, like you're doing those things. And hopefully we gave you a lot of helpful stuff already anyway. But I think just sitting back and knowing like, hey, my business and my life is in God's hands and he's got me regardless, you know? Yeah, totally. I love it. Well, Allie, is there anything else as we're kind of like maybe getting close to wrapping up? Is there anything else that you want to ask Lindsay or I or anything that you would love to be like, hey, here, I'm trying this in my business. What do you guys think about this? Or like, whatever. Is there anything else from you? Um, honestly, I don't think so. I, this was super helpful. I feel like you guys even answered questions that I was maybe going to ask that I didn't get to. So, um, yeah, (laughs) right. Yeah. No, this is really helpful. Good. Well, Allie, I just want to like, reiterate too. I know we've said this a lot, but just to be clear, like you are so insanely talented and you are doing so, so well. So I know like coming on to this podcast and like talking to us and being like, I feel like I'm doing everything, but I'm not getting booked is probably like really humbling slash discouraging to be like, what am I doing wrong? So I hope you just have heard from Lindsay and I that like, as we're looking at your stuff, we're like, holy crap, girl, you are so talented. You are doing so well with so many things. Um, And as we like had to like dig to be like, well, you could maybe try this instead. Um, (laughs) Hopefully that just encouraged you that like you are incredibly talented and doing so, so well. And it might just be, you know, a series of, you know, COVID and the world and, you know, the, the pivot of everything in the wedding industry and the little things that we talked about that you might just pick up a few of those pieces and it'll just like explode again. So you're just doing amazing. And I hope you know that. That means the world. I just really, really appreciate that. Oh my gosh. Well, yes. we love you. Thanks for coming on this show. Okay, we've already repped yeah. your website and your Instagram, but just for any, just share it anyway. Where can people find you? Where can people like book you? Because she needs to get booked, y'all. If you need to talk to Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> um, yeah, so my website is alexandrafaith.org and my Instagram is alexandra.faith. Heck yes. Awesome. Okay, Allie, you are the best. Thank you so much for coming on today. It was so fun to work with you. Thank you guys. This is great.